My favorite one is when guys are on my fucking boot camp and they're like, well, London day game model says that you should blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, then go fucking take London day game boot camp. Why are you here right now? Then I don't give a fuck what they say over in London day game right now. Okay. What's up guys. Today we got a special guest joining us, Aaron Alexander from evolution daily. Thanks for coming on, man. Bro, I'm looking forward to talking to you. Let's do this shit. Looking forward to having you. I appreciate that you got the shirt off, showing off the bod for uh, playing with fire. I've been working out hard as fuck. And something I just want to say real quick, too, is I plan on bringing, like, serious fucking... I want to bring fire on this on this interview right now. I know that you guys are... Uh, you're, you're, you know, you're the, you're the Tinder dude. And so I, wanna, I don't want to have this be like, you know, pickup was, like, what changed my life forever. I want to bring, like, hardcore tactical shit. So let's fucking do this. Let's go. I appreciate that, man. And that's, that's what we're all about. We're all about, like, real shit, now little woo-woo concepts. But so kind of this, this kind of gives us a good starting off point. So I think one thing that you and I have in common is we both think sexual market value is important. Very. It's very important. What's been like, I know I, I took a look at some of your earlier content like three, four years ago and hope you don't mind me saying you're a little out of shape now. Now you're in good shape. So what kind of, what, you know, what caused you to like get motivated to get in shape? What was that all about? I don't even know where to fucking start with that one, dude. I mean, my earlier content, my T levels were low 300s, high 200s. You know, I mean, I had low T. I was fat as fuck. Um, you know, that was just a different, it was a different human being in those videos, honestly, you know. But uh, I mean, I'll start with the fact that I was just fat as fuck my whole life, right? Like just from age nine forward, I was trying to lose weight. Like I knew I was a fat kid. So I would go like run around my block at like 2am and shit like that, you know. And then basically, I discovered pickup when I was 22 years old. And it turned out that like, wanting to fuck a lot of girls was what the motivation was that I needed to actually like lose weight. So how did you discover pickup? RSD Tyler. (laughs) I was just a dude. I just was always like pretty much after high school, I just got fatter and fatter and I just drank like crazy and my life sucked. And I had this one buddy that was, uh, he was just like a motivational dude. You know, he wasn't into pickup or self-development. He just would try to be like, man, I believe in you, man. Like you can do stuff. And he would send me content here and there from YouTube. And one of the videos he sent me was an RSD Tyler video And it was Tyler just talking about getting rid of depression, right? But in that video, he would keep saying shit where he was like, now when I'm out at clubs and I'm talking to girls, now when this comes to picking up women, when this comes to dating, and I'm like, why is this dude talking about picking up chicks? So I go to his channel and that was literally like, that was the moment I discovered pickup. And I was at my parents' house up in Grafton, Ohio. So I ended up the next day driving back down to Columbus and I started going out the night after I discovered pickup. What were your early results like? Dude, I was, I was, I love when I'm able to have my friends from back then talk about what it was like being out with me because I was just severely fat. I had bad acne and I would just get wasted and I would just, run around the club like until I got drunk enough right because I would start off just standing around and thinking about what I wanted to do then I would get wasted and I would just go lunging myself at girls and just you know hey what's up and I'm trying to do the pickup thing and 
it took it took a while for me to really start actually getting laid. Uh, there's a there's a couple different girls that were like my first two lays, and it was about three months into the game. Um, so it took me about three months really to get like my first lay, and then after that though, it was like eight girls in the in the next like three to four months of game, and it was this it was this upward spiral culmination of me discovering game. So I'm like doing that. Right. Then on top of that, I'm losing weight and I'm losing weight rapidly. I just go all in on the keto diet. So I'm dropping from 290, right? I lose 20. Holy shit. You were 290, bro. I could send you, I might send you like some fat pics of me or some shit. Bro, yeah, just so you can... <laughs> how, much, how tall are you? You're like the same height as me, right? You're like 5'11", 6 feet. I'm 5'11". Yeah. Yeah. I was two. I was two ninety, and I was low T, so I carried the fat terribly. Also, bro, it just flowed off my body. You know, it was brutal. It was a rough situation. So, you had me like going out a lot, losing weight. So now I'm like looking better, which is going to get me more results. I'm feeling more yeah. confident, which is going to give me more results. I'm just learning game in general, which is going to give me more results. So it just culminates into, like I said, going from I had only ever fucked like three fat girls my whole life into then in three to four months, I now bang like eight new girls. And I'm just like, and that's it. Like I've never stopped gaming ever since then. That's it. End of story. At what point did you get into coaching and making videos? So I was 22 when I discovered game. I started making vids when I was 25. Okay. That was when I started. Yeah. And it basically just all started with like, I would go out with the local guys, right? I would just go out with all these guys. I'd be fucking pulling consistently. I'd be, you know, just doing, I mean, what, like makeouts aren't that crazy to me anymore, but I'd be like making out with girls a bunch, whatever. And these guys would just come to me and be like, yo, like, what do you do? You know, what is this? Whatever. We all became good friends. And, uh, and just several of the dudes would just be like, you should do what RSD does. Like you should try to make pickup videos too. And at first I was just like, I liked the idea of it and it, it started out as like, Oh damn, could I actually like make money doing that? Whatever. I started doing it. My videos catch on people like my shit. And then I really like grew the passion from it because I would actually have dudes that were like, yo, your videos like really helped me. I mean, I had like 200 subscribers and I ran into this dude in Atlanta. I was down there just gaming and I had like, you know, no following yet, but this dude was like, bro, Oh my God, you're the evolution daily guy. I remember just like all of that started to make it feel very real, but that was, yeah, I guess that would yeah, be. It's, 20, it's really weird when people, when people in like real, real life come up to you. Yo, you're the guy from playing with fire. Yeah. yeah take a, a quick look at my Tinder, man. What do you think about this? <laughs> it's set at the gym. You're like, like let me, let me see the shit. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, so basically four years. And so you've been on YouTube for a while. You've been on YouTube for what? Four or five years now. Damn. I mean, shit, I'm about to be 30 years old. Uh, yeah, about, about four years. Yeah. I mean, there was a hiatus there for a little bit. I went, I went rogue for like five months, went and worked with Justin Wayne. And, uh, and, and then when I came back, it took me a couple months to get going again, but yeah, pretty much for about four or five years. Uh huh. Uh huh. Cause I look, I look at like your earlier videos, like four years ago, you look like a drastically different person now than you did four years ago. Like you used to have the blue hair, uh, right. How long ago was that? Like two, three years ago? Bro, that was my green hair phase. That shit was, that was wild. But yeah, that was about, mm, about three years ago now, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. So you basically, you've gotten really heavy on focusing on sexual market value. When did you get into uh, TRT? Uh, damn, now, I, I think this coming November will be two full years, I believe, of being on it. 
um, either two or three. But yeah, man, it was something where I got I got tested originally. I think because I would see guys making fun of other people for having low T, uh-huh. right? Like in pickup groups and shit, uh-huh. and just around the internet in general, like low T, like low testosterone. And the and the crazy thing was like the shit people would say. I was like, oh, that's kind of me. Like I feel like I feel like that's kind of me. Hope and I'm not so, one of those guys. Who loves me. Yeah, and it just I started doing research, man. It just all kind of like added up, man. Just a lot of the symptoms and stuff, you know. And so I went and got tested, and I tested very low. And I was like, man, this sucks. Like it was a blow to my ego, right? It was like, oh shit, the shit that makes you a man, like you don't have that. It sucked. And and it wasn't as talked about either when I first was like getting on it. Like right now, I feel like everyone you meet is like, yeah, I'm on a cycle right now, actually, dude. I'm shooting D-ball into my fucking ass cheeks. But um, so it was like a blow to my ego. And I tried just improving it naturally for a while. So I did a lot of zinc supplements. You know, I'd read shit online, eat more eggs, eat more steak, whatever. I went and got tested again, like six months later, still very low. And I was like, fuck it. So um, I went through the whole process, which is difficult when you're as young as I was trying to get on it. Um, and I eventually got on. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, I think there's a, I, I, I like that you have a video on TRT. Like a lot of people will not come out and say it. Like there's this whole little stigma about it, especially in the fitness community even though we're more in pickup in the fitness community, 99% of those guys are on TRT and HGH and a bunch of other shit, but very rarely do they come out and say it, right? So I have respect for anyone that can be like, hey, this is what I do. I made a video on TRT about two months ago. I've been on it for a year and I have absolutely 100% zero shame about it. If it's Mm -hmm. something that helps you function better, helps you live a higher quality life and also helps you look better, there's no victim. You're not hurting Wait, did, uh, I want to make sure I understood correctly. Did you say that you're on it? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I've been on yeah. for about a year now. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's not all fucking, it's not all rainbows and sunshine at first, right? They call it, I don't know if you've heard this term. Have you heard the term getting dialed in? Yeah. Right? It's like you start off and you get that first little boost when you first have like your, you still have your endogenous and then the exogenous that you're now shooting. And so you start off there and you feel like Superman. You're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I literally felt it next day. And you really will feel it immediately. Then your natural starts to crash. That whole system comes into place. You've got to learn how to balance it with the Nastrozole. A lot of people do. Um, you know, different uh, aromatase inhibitors to prevent the estrogen from going up too much. It's, it's a science, right? But then once you figure out where your body feels the best, where you're the most mentally clear, um, all of that, and you just start kind of going off of your own regiment, dude, it's just, I- I'm never going to get off this shit ever. I'll never even consider it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, I also think that aer- uh, aromatase uh, inhibitors are not necessary for everyone. Like I personally don't take one. My yeah. estrogen, my estrogen just naturally does not go high. Even when I go higher on the dose, my estrogen always stays in check. So mm-hmm. I don't, I think that, did you get on estrogen um, inhibitors right away or did you wait until your estrogen went up before you got on it? So I started right away with doing uh-huh. them. And, and my theory, because you'll see different corners of the internet, right? If you do enough research, you've got doctors that are like, I always prescribe an AI. And you've got a ton of people that are like, this shit's terrible for you. You don't even need it, blah, 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 right? At the end of the day, what it comes down to is everybody's body is going to, uh, what's the word, aromatize, I guess, aromatase. Uh, it's going to turn testosterone and estrogen differently. Um, and what I actually think it mostly comes down to is body fat percentage. 
So for example, what I know is 100% true is I need less AI than I did earlier on, right? Because I now have more muscle, less body fat, I don't use as much of the AI. And I actually believe that I too will also be off of it entirely once I do get like really low body fat percentage. So that's what I think. Like you're probably low body fat, right? I'm extremely low. I'm naturally 7% body fat. Yeah. So the, so the natural, so that's, what's so fucked up about like getting fat, right? Like, like I know that anybody watching this right now, like they don't want to get fat, but like at all fucking costs, don't get fat, dude, if you're not there yet, because that's, what's fucked up is the aromatase process happens in the fat cells. So when dudes are getting fatter, they're also lowering their T in this vicious cycle. Having low T causes more fat, causes more estrogen. I mean, it's, it's brutal. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's super important to stay in shape, obviously. And yeah, SM, SMV, dude, it's something that I, I feel like it was very cool for a long time for the pickup community to, to ignore that you, you need to be a hot, like, I fuck. I hate the word high value, to be honest. I try not to say it, but like, you got to be the shit, right? In order to get girls that like want dudes that are the shit, like end of story. What's your, what's, what's your take on that? Why do you think that happened? Like, why do you think that so many guys say, oh, well, looks don't even matter, man. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're fat. It doesn't matter if you're skinny. It doesn't matter if you have a good job or you live in your mom's basement. Where does that shit come from? Yeah, because it's, um, you know, the, the easy answer is like it's marketing, right? That's the easy answer. Right. But then at the yeah. same time, it's like not everybody that was following that is like a dumb person. It's freedom, right? It's kind of like a get out of jail free card. Mm. And not only that, but it's also the truth. But I'll say this. It's the truth a little bit, right? Your fat, broke, fucking alcoholic friend, he ain't going to clean up, right? He's not going to go to the wharf and shit and, like, be banging one of the, like, one of the fucking hottest girls in there. But he might, through, like, you know, really being on fire, like, fucking being in there, being aggressive, like, getting physical, really stepping his shit up. That dude, if his game is strong enough, he might actually get laid a little bit here and there. And so then he might say, report back to the forums, look at me, I'm fat and I'm fucking whatever. I suck at everything, but like I'm getting laid. And it's like, yeah, but you're not like, you're not getting laid to the level. Those, that those, those are the outliers, right? Like you have, you, you're going to have the extreme outliers. Like you're going to have the dude who's five foot three, skinny as fuck, broke, like every possible worst combination still gets laid. Like those outliers exist with everything, you know, with sports, like most guys that play basketball are tall as fuck. And you got a few people who are like average height, right? Just outliers. Yeah. And then everybody points to the, to the outliers, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I think a big part of that comes down to like, just it's easier to stay out of shape than it is to get in good shape. Getting into good shape is not easy, mm. especially not if you want to get into great shape. Um, so I think a big part of that is just, it's just easier, just easier to just keep doing what you've been doing. You fall into a habit. You have like a mental image of yourself. Yeah, it is. And at the same time too, like also, if you really look at it, man, that mindset does serve you in a lot of ways. The mindset that like, you don't actually have to get in shape. You don't have to do anything like whatever. And like, you're still going to get a good game. And here's why the mindset will serve you. It'll hurt you, but it'll also serve you because dude, like if you're a guy that's just discovering pickup or, or Tinder or whatever the fuck, like you're just discovering like, wow, I can actually get good at meeting women. Well, if right now you are broke, you are overweight, not you're not crazy but like you're just kind of overweight you know your life isn't all together yet so your smv is very low right well 
if you stumble upon these videos that are just like the fucking black pill looks max community and shit, right? You stumble upon these toxic ass motherfuckers and all this other, you know, like too much of this SMV content. Well, now you're not even going to go out and take any action whatsoever because you feel like you need to reach this peak where then I can take action. Then I can do shit. And really, I mean, not everybody has this luxury, I guess, or, or whatever, but me, I feel like I had the perfect formula, which was I was taking a ton of action while my SMV was crazy low and then upping my SMV while upping like, you know, while alleviating my anxiety to talk to women, while getting better at actually starting conversations with strangers, becoming more socially free. So to me, that's, that's the ultimate formula. And so that's why that mindset actually can serve you. Then you're going to get deep enough into the depths of game and you start to then realize for yourself, oh, that's fucking, come on, dude. I got to like, I can't be a fat fuck. And so then you, you change that on your own. Mm, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I can see the advantage in the sense that you won't make as many excuses. So if you're like, I could approach this girl right now, but I'm kind of fat, so I won't. Yeah. And that's what, <laughs> and that's what these, like, that's, that's what I'm saying too. It's like, there's this whole looks maxing community. Are you familiar with these guys? Like yeah, this black yeah. pill crazy, like looks maxing shit, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, some of it's fucking true. Okay. I'm 5'11". If you take me and you put me in the club, but I'm now 6'4", I'm probably going to do better with women. Okay. Like, yeah, sure. Definitely. Probably, yeah. probably. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, but how the fuck does that serve me? Like that, that doesn't serve me. So you get these guys that, that because they watch so many of these videos, they obsess with all of it so much that they now just become obsessed with every little feature of their face and their uh, what's the one like their cantled till of like the sides of their eye and how it's, you know, and it's like, bro, sure. It might matter a little bit, but put your focus where like, it's going to serve you. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I think it comes down to what you can control. You can't control. You cannot control your height. That's outside of your control. You can control your body. So it makes no sense to obsess over height and it makes sense to reasonably obsess over your body with diet and fitness. So again, yeah. you know, you can, you can make your face look better by getting to a low percentage body fat, but you can't change, you know, the shape of your face, like drastically, unless you do plastic surgery, which is kind of, kind of a weird move if you're a man. Well, look, man, here's the thing. I mean, I see these guys get plastic surgery. I don't think it's, I don't think it's that weird of a move. Like really, if you, I yeah. mean, well, you and I, bro, I mean, we're, we're pretty like, we're pretty decent looking white guys. Right. I mean, if you were, I guess, but if like, you like, were look at my fuck. nose, it's kind of fucked up. Like I get comments all the time on my videos. I guarantee you after this video comes out, it's going to be one um, guy's going to be like, I understand your nose fixed, man. Your nose is crooked. <laughs> you probably didn't know, but I'm telling you, oh, your nose is a bit crooked. I'm like, yeah, bitch, I do realize that. Oh, damn. Yeah, no, I didn't even notice. Well, end of, end of the day, what I, what I was getting at here is I see a lot of these guys that do get the surgeries, right? And it's it's the guys that weren't even that bad. I mean, you know, when you see a surgery where, like, the dude was really fucked up, like he had a, yeah, almost yeah, like yeah. A, a deformity, you're like, oh, that's great, man. But then yeah, yeah, these guys sure. these guys are, like, decent. They're already, like, decent-looking guys. They get obsessed with looks maxing. It poisons their mind. They get some fucking crazy cheek implants and all this weird shit. And I'm like, you looked better before. I've seen this a lot, man. These guys looked better before. And now you look like a dude that had surgery. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, and girls don't like that. Girls don't like a guy who looks like he had surgery because that's kind of feminine. That's like, that's something, that's something I would do. Like, why are you doing that? Yeah, for sure. So I, I look at it as a spectrum. 
One end of the spectrum, you got the looks max crowd, who's just way too obsessed, especially with things they can't control. Another, you got the, you got the people who just completely in denial about looks. An example I always give is this guy uh, who, uh, when I first got to game, this fat guy I would go out with in LA. He was like 350 pounds, you know, dressed like a 12 year old. He was a very nice kid, but again, horrible looking. And me and him would open sets, mine would hook, his would not. And then afterwards he'd be like, you think it was my opener maybe? Or you think, I'm like, dude, it was cause you're fucking fat. Like the girl literally whispered in my ear, hey, your friend is nice, but my friend doesn't like him because he's a little bit out of shape. And she was being nice. So that, but the guy was just hundred percent delusional about that. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, it's probably my opener. Like, it's not your fucking opener, man. You can open her with the best opener ever. Still not going to make a difference. So you got, you got those two extremes. Yeah. And I think me and you agree on this is that the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Looks are important. You should focus on the things that you can't control, but you should also not use looks as an excuse and you should not, especially, I think, um, I see guys do this all the time with this, like their background, like, oh, I'm Indian. So as an Indian guy, I can only do so much. And my mm. business partner is actually Indian. So I love using him as an example. I'll be like, dude, my, my business partner is Indian and bald and he does 50 to hundred times better than you. So you can't use that as an excuse. Like would he do better if he was white and had hair? Yeah, probably he would. Yeah, for sure. But he can't control that. So I think, I think that's kind of, that would be my thoughts on that. Yeah. I like, uh, I like Justin from let's get girls. You know, I actually have, a, do you know him? Have, have you seen uh, his no, I'm not really familiar with him. Yeah. So I, I actually have like barely ever actually talked to that dude, but uh, I have so much respect for him because I think he did what most like Indian and Asian dudes need to do. Right. Uh, which is he became like fully Westernized in the sense that like he almost went overboard. He's like full on like fuck boy, club promoter uh just just even the way he talks and shit he just talks like that right and i think that what he has done really is you know i mean sorry to hurt anybody's feelings here but like these stereotypes right i mean indians asians are traditionally going to do it's going to be a, a harder uphill battle for like hot white girls right for sure the way that i see justin is i feel like he is so much into like that fuck boy kind of like embodiment that I don't, it just doesn't even seem to phase him. I feel like he gets a bunch of white girls. And I just think that a lot of these guys need to, uh, it's almost controversial to say this, but like, you kind of got to like ditch your culture in a lot of ways. If you fucking plan on like doing really well with like badass white girls, if you want a beautiful Indian wife, then fucking stay super Indian. Right. But it's like, you have to become like these girls want Western, you know, step outside of race. It's more of like the culture, these Western chicks, they want dudes that are like fucking Western dudes. Right. For sure. Different values. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's, it's really common for Indian and Asian guys to be only into white girls. Like I'm like, what about Latinas? So they're like, no, only white girls. I'm like, all right. Yeah. So a uh, big piece of advice I have is get fucking jacked. Like if you're, if you're Asian or Indian guy who's ripped, Mm. Your success with white girls is going to be a lot better because even though they might not be attracted that much to your facials, facial features, they will be attracted to your body and you can just fucking ride that way. Like I have a few Asian guys in my mastermind who are jacked as fuck. Mm -hmm. They get plenty of fucking white girls, you know, yeah. they'll be like, Oh, you're my first Asian, but I really like your body. Bam. Chang knocks it out of the park. One of my chicks, one of my chicks had this hot ass roommate, stupid hot white girl, right? Like I'd be over at like my girl's house and be like, oh, oh, uh, hey, Victoria, uh, you know, like just fucking she was so hot. And uh, and she ended up with this like this jacked ass Asian dude, you know, like this dude that was like Filipino or some shit. He wasn't like 
he, it's not that he couldn't speak English. Like he spoke good English, but there was still even a little bit of an accent there. Um, so that's a good piece of advice. My piece of advice for guys that are like out in the field, right? Uh, when it comes to gaming as, as, as a minority or fuck that, not even as a minority, if you're gaming somebody of the, of the different race, right? Uh, bring up race. Talk about that shit, okay? Like people are trying to hide from it. People are trying to run from it. They're so caught up in the fact that like me being an Asian makes me, you know, less attractive or whatever that they're trying to hide from it. So I knew these Asian kids in my hometown who like, they quit the game a little while ago, but they would do this funny shit, man. They would just, they were these twin Asian guys and they would go up to these girls and they'd be like, they'd be like, hello, I am dragon twin number one this is dragon twin number two. And like the one kid would be like, would you like a, my egg roll? And then, but they talked normal. So then afterward, the girls would be dying uh, laughing and then they'd be like, I'm fucking with you. What's your name? Like they'd uh, turn it off. Right. And dude, when I talk to black girls and I talk to Asian girls, I talk about like, I can tell you're super into white guys. Right. And they're like, yeah. And I always tell guys like, go up to these girls and be like, you know, open however you want, like have a good little fucking conversation for, you know, five, 10 seconds, whatever. And be like, I can tell you're, you, you probably exclusively date Indian guys. Right. And she's like, she's like, uh, not, not really. Well, you've had Indian boyfriends, right? Uh, actually I have you. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. What? You've never dated a fucking Indian guy and then like shaming them about never dating. You know, we fucking invented Karma Sutra, right? Right. Yes, exactly. Like talk about race. It's like this shit that's not supposed to be talked about or something. And like, again, they're running from it and you should actually dive into it. I even had a boot camp student. I freaked the fuck out on this kid. I was telling him to do all this shit, man. And I've, I've seen guys get so many positive reactions from this, get results from this, like break down that barrier. Right. And he was like, I don't want like me being Asian to have anything to do with my game. And I'm like, it has everything to do with your game. When I go up and I talk to a black girl, the first thing she's thinking is, Oh, this is a white guy. I'm thinking this is a black girl. Like we're seeing each other, female, you know, African-American female, whatever. She sees, you know, Caucasian male. It's like, we fucking see each other. So why are we not talking about this? The same thing goes for sex. Like, I don't know about you and like what you teach and everything, but just so many of these guys, they struggle so much with getting sexual with women. And the more you get sexual, the more you talk about sex, the more you allude to it, sexual innuendo, all of that, the more they're like, oh, this is a dude that fucks. Like, this oh, dude 100%. fucks. Yeah, I'm all about... I'm all about just being extremely upfront and blunt about anything sexual. Like typically what I recommend is you, you kind of test the waters with sexual humor and innuendos, and then you just kind of keep going down the rabbit hole. Oh, really? You, you've never, you've never had a fucking, what, what you, fucking Cincinnati bow tie. It's like, no, what's that? Like, Oh, it's, it's a little too much. We'll get into that later. Like we'll start off with the basics, hair pulling, choking. See, no, like, and then you just kind of just slowly, slowly keep going down further and further. So hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, all right. So since we're kind of touching on this topic, what do, what do you think are the, this is, this is, a, I know a very broad question, but cool. what is, uh, as the biggest mistakes guys make doing cold approach and what, what is the big piece of advice you give to most of your clients? Uh, biggest mistake. Um, mistakes doesn't have to be one. I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. Ones. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say one of the, the best things I could really put forth would be, uh, a lack of, of presence. Right. And I don't mean that in the like Eckhart Tolle fucking, it's cause you're not meditating enough. I'm talking about like 
when you walk into a club, are you, or, or you're doing a day game approach, like, are you just this fucking like, are you just kind of like this bystander, timid, kind of like meek dude? Or are you like a force, right? Like, are you like the dude right now? So I always say when it comes to, uh, when it comes to night game, I always say like, you're either the couch or you're the DJ, okay, of this girl's night. So like, you're either the couch or the DJ. The couch is like just fucking sitting over here on the sidewall. It's right. there. People use it a little bit. Like, cool, there's a couch. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, or you're the DJ, right? Like you're fucking in there. Like she's focused on you. Like you've even become the reason why she's there now, right? And so that a lot of that comes down to your proximity. A lot of that comes down to your vocal projection. A lot of that comes down to your uh, your range of expression in your face when you talk to women, right? Um, so yes, like you can sometimes, you know, I'll fucking do this. Sometimes other guys will be like more in like stoic kind of mode. I usually base it off of my energy where I'm just like, yeah, I'm just talking. We're just chilling, whatever. But one of the ways that trauma manifests in the body is by preventing your muscles from actually being able to function properly. This is actually like, it goes very, very deep. But a lot of these guys that have really bad anxiety, social anxiety, approach anxiety, whatever you want to call it, like they're going up and talking to girls. Dude, they're like fucking dead face, bro. And it's because like, it's because like your, your muscles and your body are always in contraction to protect yourself. So you're so afraid when you go up and talk to women that you're like showing it, you know, you're like fucking wide eyed and kind of like tense and they can feel it. Um, so how, over how, do you, so how, how do you recommend for people to cure that? Because that is, that comes down to largely, you know, their upbringing, their, you know, just the bad experiences they've had. So, you know, like the, the example I always give is like, you can take a guy who's so super socially awkward, you know, has a lot of you know, past emotional trauma and abuse, give him the perfect line and he can do it for 30 seconds, but he's going to eventually he's going to regress back to like, like panic attack mode. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So basically when people have experienced a lot of trauma in their life, they end up living their life in protection and contraction. Okay. So when you see a guy that's walking around with like piss poor body language, right? When he's just a fucking slouch and he's head down and also like these guys that talk too quietly and they can't project their voice. Like what they're, li they're, they're literally trying to convey to everybody around them. They don't know this. It's subconscious. It's primal. They're trying to convey like, Hey, just so everybody knows I'm not a threat. And not only that, but they're also trying to like stay inward in order to stay protected and stay in contraction. So, so people don't talk about this enough. And this is something I've just been getting very, very deep into in the last, uh, I'd say really just in the last like two months, three months, really, they call it somatic trauma work, but basically noticing all the things that these guys are doing. So anybody watching this right now, it's like, notice what you do throughout your day. Become mindful first off of the way you're sitting, of the way you're walking, of the way you're talking, like kind of break down your conversations with your friends that you just had or work or whatever. Just kind of like become mindful of your behaviors and then notice all the ways that you're being closed off and you're being the opposite of like fucking like sprawling out and like screaming and using your body, right? Um, because that's the opposite of contraction. That's expansion. That's why Conor McGregor does the fucking swinging shoulder walk. Shoulders, yeah, yeah. You know, right? Um, that's why, like, fucking chin up. Because it's like, yo, I'm, like, so fucking tough. I'm cool with being vulnerable. Chin down is, like, you know, 
like please don't fucking eat my throat you know like um talking too quiet again as to not potentially draw attention from the other potential alpha males in the area that might want to fuck you up especially if you're talking to women so actually like starting with the body there's a good book called the body keeps the score um and so like starting to understand that a lot of what has happened to you in the past you're not actually going to work that out through different thought processes okay like guys are going to try to like do different shit like I've talked to a lot of people that are like, I've been in therapy for five years. That shit doesn't work for me, whatever. Maybe they got the wrong therapist, whatever the situation, case by case. But learning the way that you are being in protection and contraction and then starting out with like literally like fucking going hard at the gym, doing a lot of running, okay? Getting massages even. It's like kind of like, like deep why, uh, shit. Why massages? Because, because... Muscles or... So basically in this book, the body keeps the score. He talks about how he talks about how the muscle fascia, which is like this layer of, of muscle that's like at the top is like where in the body that, that that's where trauma is actually held. And this is what will actually cause people in triggering circumstances. So guys that get social anxiety, they might actually go out to the club and start like fucking cheek twitching and stuff. They might actually feel their cheeks start twitching. Um, they might even just, if they were feeling good, they might now default into, um, th- their stomach might even tense up a little bit. Um, their whole body just becomes tight. They have difficulty breathing. And all of that, again, is this, is this contraction. Um, and plus, getting massages is just self-love anyway. <laughs> massages are fucking dope. So basically what you're kind of talking about is a combination of uh, massive self-awareness and cognitive behavioral therapy, right? Or am I, am I off? Um, I actually don't know that much about CBT. I've, I've heard of it a lot. I think it's something that I definitely need to, uh, lately I've been really, especially with this quarantine and shit, I've been really trying to expand my knowledge base right now, which is when I got it's into basically this. basically like, roughly taking action. It, it's built on self-awareness. So you have to be first aware of the behavior and mm-hmm. then taking conscience, conscious action to rewire that behavior. So you know, for example, if you're always sitting like this, first self-awareness, okay, I have that posture right now. And then CBT would be, okay, let me, let me stick up good. And then just doing that time after time again, it rewires the habit. And it's scientifically proven. Like it's a you know, very effective form of therapy. Uh, you know, it's supposed to be for depression, for example. It's supposed to be like just as effective as antidepressants, right? You know, which is pretty impressive. So yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, so this somatic trauma stuff that I'm talking about right now, I'm definitely no expert of this. So I can't fully give everything that these guys need to do. I started working with my own. I don't really have anything crazy in my past. And I'm like, this was like the most traumatic shit ever. And I need to like get through it. Um, but I started working with this chick who is a traumatic or a, a somatic trauma coach. And so she's been really educating me on a lot of this shit, noticing even when you're having anxiety, notice like, like what you're doing with your hands and noticing that like you're clenching your fists and like grabbing on your fingers. And so the tightness in your hands. And so she'll even have her clients like, like just fucking shake their hands out and they'll notice after like, like she's done it with me. Like, and I'll notice 30 seconds, a minute in, it feels fucking dumb and weird, but you start realizing like, Oh, I'm literally like loosening up my body and so then that's going into my head like my my mind is loosening up now as well right 
So there's, there's that, right? And I recommend everybody to look into that. But what you just said, CBT, it sounds like a, a, another a metaphor or not a metaphor, a, uh, a synonym for that could be exposure therapy, right? In, so what, in what therapy? Exposure. Oh, exposure. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. So, so these guys, I mean, again, protection and expansion, it's like they're in protection right now. They're freaking out. They think the worst thing ever is going to happen to them. If they go out into the world and talk to women, they're at the club. They think this girl's going to, this girl's going to attack them or whatever they think is going to happen. And none of that's going to happen. Right. So you have to prove to yourself over and over again. I always say the brain needs proof, not promises. So you can fucking promise your brain that like, I'm going to be able to get laid tonight. I'm going to be able to talk to girls, but your brain doesn't care. It's still going to have anxiety. So what you have to do is you have to prove to your brain uh-huh. that these girls are going to want to talk to me and just go up and fucking talk to some girls. And like, you're going to see that nothing bad is going to happen to you. Um, For sure. Yeah. I call it desensitization. Uh, but yeah, exposure yeah. therapy, they do it with uh, OCD. Like someone, for example, who's deathly afraid of elevators, right? They get them a little closer in the elevator. Nothing bad happens. A little closer. Then they go in the elevator. They open the door. And eventually, when you do that, you basically rewire your brain to say, hey, it's actually okay to be in the elevator. Same thing, but just talking to girls. You know, it's like uh, I was interviewing Chris Alvino. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He's a BDSM sex coach. Like he's saying, like, initially, he was afraid to even be around a girl. So his fight or flight response would go off. So he would just slowly like get closer, closer, maybe stand next to a girl and not talk. Then he was an extreme case. I'm not saying that the average person needs to do this. Like this, he was just an extreme case. And then, you know, maybe talk to her for 10 seconds and his brain would see, okay, like the world didn't fucking end, you know? Yeah. And then just keep building on that. So yeah, for sure. And I always, I always just like to remind guys too, that the worst, that, that the worst reactions that you ever get from women are from the worst women. Yeah. I, I always have to remind guys of that, right? I always say like to my students all the time, I always say like, think about like a very high quality woman in your life. So like your sister, your fucking mom, like just like somebody that you really respect is like a high quality woman. Well, now imagine some guy like comes up to her in a respectful way and is just like, like, hey, what's up? Hey, yeah, I just, I thought you were really cute. I wanted to come say, hey. Now, like imagine that quality woman being like, um, you can get the fuck out of here. Bye, like go, go away. It's like, no, she's not going to do that. It's going to be the fucking dummy at the club that is already a very low value individual that's going to behave in that way. So what happens is these guys that get deep into pickup, they start to, when they don't focus on what I just said, then what happens is they start to base their entire self-esteem around the opinions of like the lowest quality people. And it's, it's detrimental. You're like, I can't believe that girl didn't fucking like me. That girl's nobody, dude. Like she watches Netflix all day and then shows up here at the club and she's hot because her thyroid function is still healthy. She hasn't hit 24 yet. And so she- That girl's going to be addicted to meth in five years, man. Yeah. Yeah, I I never thought about that, but it's definitely 100% true. Like all the girls I've ever dated, like the girls that I was like, you know what? Aside from sex, I really like this girl and I want to be in a relationship with her. I can't imagine a single one of them. Even if the guy approaches her in an extremely chody way, telling that dude to fuck off, they would, every single one of them would be at least somewhat nice about it. Like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm just here with my friends tonight. Thank you, you know, for saying hi. Like, yeah. every single one of them. I cannot imagine one of them being like, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. You probably got a small dick. You're low T. Go home. Like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yep. And now imagine some of these shittier girls you've known. You're like, oh, yeah, I could totally see her being that way. And yeah, so, the bitch, again, yeah, for sure. For sure. The girls that I fucked once and then didn't want to hang out with again because they were just massive pieces of shit. Yeah, for sure. I can see them doing it. Yeah, they're the uh, ones. Are you going to buy me a drink or are you just going to fucking waste my time? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh. Um, 
All right, so this, this brings me to an interesting point. So um, this, this kind of goes into external versus internal game. And I see, this is just my observation, I see some coaches very, very heavily just focusing on external game. And my counter argument to that is you can have a guy who you teach him all the best theory. Like there's guys out there in my mastermind group who know a lot more theory than I do. They've read like, I follow some coaches just to be familiar with people's content. I don't like religiously watch pickup videos. First of all, I don't even think that's healthy to just be like watching pickup videos 24 mm. seven. Um, in addition to that, you know, there's, there's just basically there's people who know a lot more theory than me, but they're so fucking socially awkward. Their internal sucks so much. They're afraid of escalating. They're afraid of, you know, any kind of intimacy or opening up that my results will be better than them. You know, 9,999 times out of a thousand. Then on the other the spectrum, I see coaches who, only focus on internal game. Um, I'm not going to mention any names, but I think people watching my channel know. Name somebody. Name somebody. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they watch so basically people who are just just focus on internal game, which is basically what a therapist does. That's good, but if you don't, but a lot the guys are getting into this vast majority of the time because they want to have a better sex life or they want to have a relationship with women. You know, they just they might not even want to just have one night stands. They want to have a girlfriend and. Also, it's going to be hard to accomplish that if you're just focusing on the woo-woo, whatever, fucking, you know, like, hey, everyone feels good, like, go home and be happy type of shit. So it sounds like from what you're saying, your approach is kind of in the middle, right? You focus on both. Yeah, they're both, they're both important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, when it comes to the external game, right? So my first, the first course I ever created was, was just based out of what I saw everybody fucking struggling with it wasn't just like oh i need to make a course whatever i followed the business model that people tell you to follow which is like over time your audience is going to tell you what they need right can you elaborate on that what specifically did you uh notice most people were struggling with i called my first course engage because i felt as though these guys cannot have engaging interactions engaging conversations specifically conversations so my, my first course, although I included some inner game stuff in there, it's like literally what the fuck to say in all these different situations. It's, it's different openers. And then guys always say, I, I, I understand that opener, but then what do I say afterwards? And so then I give them then like the full fucking conversation structure to follow, right? And so the reason why I think that that's important is because if you take this dude who is, he has some social anxiety, but he's not, he's not terrible, right? He's just like, he's a little on edge. He kind of sucks with girls, whatever. But if I can give this guy this cool little five line structure to follow that gets him in the door, right? Well, one, that's actually going to alleviate social anxiety, or I'm sorry, approach anxiety, because you know, you're not just going in and winging it. So if you go in with a little bit of a plan, I always say the difference between a random dude and an MMA fighter, they're about to fight, right? The MMA fighter, like, He's, he just knows what he's about to do. So he's like calm. The random dude is like, oh, fuck, he's freaking out. So if I can give a dude some structure, yes, it's not going to heal the fucking wounds of his father abandoning him, but it's going, but it's going to get him in the door and see that like, oh, this girl is smiling at me now. We're talking. She says something. And then it turns out you have some commonality. Oh, I actually used to kind of live over there. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah, right by the Taco Bell. Oh, we go to that Taco Bell all the time. Like, I, if I can get you in the fucking door, right? And then also, a lot of these guys, bro, like, 
they're just so, some of these guys have never even had a female friend in their life. And that was a big epiphany that I had like two years into coaching. I was like, you know what? I think I almost take, I almost leave out too much of what I even know about women just from straight up, like being friends with chicks in high school. Uh It's like a lot of these guys, they're straight up. Like, I don't even know what to talk about to a woman if she agreed to go on a date. So even that alone holds them back from even the initial approach going well. Yeah, that's actually very true. Cause commonly I will say, I'll say, Hey, listen, when you do a photo shoot, run your pictures past females, you know, like four or five girls. And some guys look at me like I'm telling them to fucking, you know, build a skyscraper. They're like four or five girls. I'm like, yeah, yeah. just four or five, you know, three or four girls. And you know, man, just send them the pictures, nothing crazy and just see what they think. Yeah, for um, sure. Do you bro, know, do you know, I about- don't know one fucking girl. Three or four, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, I'm like, all right, all right. So I fucking have to ask my booty calls about their pigs, which is always interesting. Yeah. Hey, babe, what do you think about this random dude? <laughs> uh, but yeah, sorry, go ahead. You were saying that. I was just going to ask if you knew about Photo Feeler. Photo Feeler? It's not that great. Um, oh. it's, I've, I've tested it pretty extensively, comparing what. So I think the gold standard for whether something's a good picture or not is asking four or five attractive girls in your demographic and asking them in the right way. So I, I talked about this in a previous video, but basically the right way to ask would be like, hey, out of these 10 pictures, which one is the best, which one is second best? The wrong way to ask would be like, hey, does this picture look good? So that's the wrong way to ask. Oh, I like that. That's good. And so then comparing all those results and just consistently, I've noticed that photo feeler was just off. So it's better than nothing, but it's not that great. Yeah, I've never used it myself. My one buddy that's just, he's like, he doesn't even fuck with cold approach. He's all Tinder and he runs all of his pictures through photo feeler. But dude, I love that idea. That's a fucking solid idea to like ask girls, you know, and then what I'm even thinking too is even that they could be somewhat swayed. The answer is in some ways, almost like what they know about you. So they like you in the shirt more or some shit. What about even just fucking being out at the club and having your boy do it? So like, I could give my dude my phone, you know, and we're just out clown and having a good time. I could give my dude my phone and have him go up to these girls and be like, hey, and then that, that question you just asked, of these, of these like five photos, which one do you think looks the best? And see what these girls say. And they're, you know, it's fun. Like everyone's having a good time with it. Like, oh, not that one, not that one, you know? I feel like you could yeah. get some good, you yeah, could get so some you're good You're right. Uh, the best, uh, the gold, the, so I just said the gold standard, the fucking platinum standard is when you have a buddy of yours send your picks to four or five of his booty calls. So me and my buddy Blake would do this all the time. I'd send his pictures to my booty calls. He'd send his to his booty calls. So this sort of, there is no fucking bias at all. So yeah, that's, that's the good. best. That's I feel good. like for, for, you know, for most guys, though, that's like way too insane. But yeah, 100% agree. Because yeah, yeah there, there will be like a little bit of that bias. Like the girl already likes you most likely especially if it's a girl that you're hooking up with now, I find mm. old booty calls are better than new booty calls when it comes to feedback because new ones are just like, yeah, babe, you look good in everything. Yeah. Listen. The old ones are cool with like roasting you and shit. Yeah. They're like, they're like, fuck this guy fucking yeah. hasn't called me in six months. Yo, you fucking got fat bitch. Or like, <laughs> like 
Their um, nose is even more crooked now. Like, yeah, they're they're down to ro- I got roasted. I got roasted by one of my old regulars just fucking today. She was like, I commented on her friend's post. Her friend posted some like hot ass pic where she's out in the woods, and I commented on it. And I was like, Yo, I just got a fire pit. How much for those logs behind you? Like just like a funny ass comment. And then my old girl hit me up and was like, I love how you're always fucking creeping on my roommates. And so since she's attacking me right now, it'd be a great opportunity to to send her like five pics of me and get some real answers out of her. That'd be a good move. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good deflection too. All right, listen, instead of talking about how I fucked up, let's talk about, and I, would, I don't even want to say fucked up because it's not fucked up, but like instead of talking about things that you think are negative, let's just give you more pussy. That'll solve all our problems. Yeah. Um, so kind of building on what we said earlier, I love asking this question whenever I interview someone. Why do you think that, in your opinion, why does 98 99% of the pickup community just absolutely fucking suck. Because this blows my mind. It blows my mind that, like, in the forums, uh, you know, the guys, like, for example, if you're in my group, I make sure that you have the right information. You know, I'm not sugarcoating anything. Mm-hmm. And I do think that my group, you know, probably does better than most groups. But still, I see a lot of guys who are not having the results that they should be having based on their sexual market value. And in some other pickup groups, like Reddit Seduction, it's fucking terrible. I'm like, you got 10,000 dudes. Not one of them has ever seen a vagina. Like, how's this even statistically possible? So what is your, what is your opinion on that? I just want to first off say, fuck you, Reddit Seduction, for banning me back in the they day. They banned me too. They banned me a month ago. Bro, they literally, dude, I would post my infields and people would go crazy over them. They'd be like, oh my God, like, holy shit. Like, this is the most natural shit I've ever seen. And then like, and then people would comment and roast me. And then they would, they just didn't want me posting infields. They didn't want me like self-promoting my infields. I, it was really weird. Did they give you a bullshit excuse? Nah, they just banned me. They just they banned me. I don't even, I don't even remember. Ever. It's been years. They said my title sounded too, like something you would see on Pornhub. I was like, yeah. all right, so I've been on Reddit for four years. I have like, you know, dozens of posts with hundred plus uploads. And you're going to ban me without a warning because my title violate some rule that you guys don't even have written down something you just pulled out of your ass did your videos or whatever you were posting right did it show you like was it you talking about like a girl you just fucked like a girl that like yep exactly this is why because most of these guys on these forums which this will lead me into my my next thing i guess uh or to answer your question right it's because the you think the moderators of reddit seduction are getting laid are you fucking kidding me zero chance so you're probably having some fucking like hot latina on there like look i got her to come over and fuck whatever right they see a dude like me that's actually out fucking gaming this hot girl that's like into me like we're having a good time and they're like this is marketing bullshit because they just want the posts that are like guys it's been eight years and I still can't. And they all want to comfort each other and suck each other off. So that's it's okay. I spent nine years. Yeah. Oh, I feel you, bro. I'm nine years in. Okay. So to answer your question, right? So here's the answer. 99% of people also fail at business. 99% of people also sure. fucking graduate from college and don't end up getting a job in the career that they ever like actually wanted. Right? Like sure. at the end of the day, most people suck. They just suck, all right? And it's like, you know, most people fucking suck, right? And so the reason why most people suck at anything is because they're going to go through the motions. They're going to go through the fucking motions, okay? So if a guy decides, he, he's, you know, he's like, oh, I love pickup. This is going to be cool. This is going to be awesome, whatever. Dude, like the guys that really suck and never end up getting results, they're not out taking a lot of action for one, 
But action's not always the answer either. It's properly calibrated action. I always say that the ultimate formula to game is 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 self-amusement tied in with properly guided sexual direction like movement forward sexually right so it's having a lot of fun like fucking being this this whirlwind of like fun positivity energy you're being funny you're clowning her friend you know you and her friend are fucking around now you're back to this girl it's all crazy and fun then on top of that pulling that all back and being like, yo, so, so for real, like where you guys, you guys are staying over near here and then like fucking, you know, leading sexually. But the reason why most of these guys suck is because they're going to go out and they're going to go through the motions. You know, Aaron said to use this familiarity opener. So he says it's going to, you know, bring me results. So I'm going to go out, I'm going to use this familiarity opener and I'm going to, I'm going to do the opener. And then I gave it no fucking heart, no soul, no nothing. I just said these words. The girl didn't like me. And now that killed my ego for the next 45 minutes till I do the next one and I rinse and repeat. So you think that most of them don't want to win? I mean, the easy answer is like, would just be like, yeah, like they don't even want it. But they, they want it, but they don't want to do like, what do I want to say here? It's not just that they don't want to do the work. It's that it's so painful, okay? It's so painful to do internal work. There's this photo that I love. Like, it's on the internet all the time. I see it pop up. It's like, transformation is painful because you're both the marble and the sculptor, okay? And then it'll be this image of like this like chiseled dude coming out of marble and he's like chipping away at himself, right? So it's fucking painful for these guys to actually go through the process of becoming more. So full circle, back to the very beginning of this interview, most of these guys, they're going out and they're being the couch. They're being the couch. They're being a bystander. In any group, they're the guy that's like just kind of to the side a little bit. Like he's not like, why should a girl care? And so what you have to do is you have to have fucking behaviors and communication styles that show the girl, that relay to this girl, that communicate to her that I'm the fucking shit. So you're projecting, you're making hard eye contact. You're not afraid to be within proximity. You're not afraid to have fucking side hugged right out of the gate and now just be holding on her belt loop, holding onto her waist while you guys are talking. You're fucking in there, right? Um, you're bringing up sexual topics. Again, just clear, powerful voice. Um, something out of the ordinary comes, you know, the, the friend comes up and whatever. And like, like, who the fuck's this? And you know, it's like, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, we, we dated back in seventh grade. Like we had a thing we'd make out under the bleachers. I broke her heart. We're trying to like make up for that now. So just whatever, dude, like you have to be a force. Right. And so a lot of these guys in order to break out of that protection, that contraction, that quiet shit, it's like, it does take a lot of like deep internal work. It does take a lot of that proof over promises. Like, just convincing yourself doing whatever it takes to just fucking like break out and see what it's like to fucking speak loudly to have your chest out to be fucking you know make it like actually yelling a lot and just and and just or just fucking like make girls laugh and enjoy themselves most of these guys that are on the forums complaining and shit they're not even like no one's even enjoying being around them they complain about getting to that finish line. They're not even at the fucking quarter mile mark, dude. Like they're not even just, dude, like some of these guys should just even, I've never even thought to like have people do this. Some of these guys, I had this student once, okay? Just remembering this. I had this student. This was in Miami actually, like back in fucking December. 
and he was going up to girls and it was so fucking ridiculous. And I would never say that this is like a form of game. Right. But it was, it was funny as hell, man. It was, it was making the night he'd go up to girls and he'd be like, like, Hey, excuse me. Were you, were you raised on a chicken farm? And the girl's like, no, why? And he's like, cause you sure know how to raise a cock. It was fucking stupid, dude. Dumbass joke. Right. But imagine some of these guys that, you know, like that you've, I don't know. Do you do like in-person shit? Do you like coach people in person in no, any way? I, I avoid that. <laughs> well, you've, well, you've it, probably. I've tried it a few times. It drains my soul. I don't know how you guys do it, to be honest. It's really hard. Yeah. So you've, but you've talked to your guys online probably, yeah. you know, yeah, whatever. I've given, I've given speeches. I've done well, plenty of live streams and all that stuff. Yeah. So you hear the way that a lot of these guys communicate and talk even to you, you know, like, Hey, Hey man, I, I really like your videos, dude. Uh, you know, whatever. And it's like, this dude that's like really, really just inward and very quiet and just not this force. If he went up and did that dumbass sex joke, dude, I mean, girls are going to, this is what the fuck girls are going to get mad. Girls are going to think it's funny. His wings going to think it's funny. Like whatever, dude, anything to like break out of your shell and see what it's like to actually go up and have an impact. Cause these guys are not making an impact in any way. Again, they're going up and they're just being an object that's standing there and then coming home on, fucking playing with fire mastermind and complaining about how game doesn't work not playing with fire free group the mastermind guys crushing it every single one of them fuck yeah uh, fuck <laughs> yeah uh, they're doing better than the average you know community but obviously it's a process uh so i agree with what you said but i would i would say there's more to it than that so the the, the analogy i would use is that i see some guys who are actually very successful in business who suck at pickup mm-hmm. so it's like these guys are not losers in every sense. And I don't even want to use the word losers. These guys are winning in some aspects of their life. Like they, some of them make way more money than me. They have, they're multimillionaires, but they're losing in other aspects of their life. Okay, so why is that? Why are they winning sometimes and losing in other situations consistently? Yeah. So I'd say it comes down to a few things that I've observed. One is going to be following wrong information and getting indoctrinated. So it's like you've been, it's like you've been doing something for a while. And the last thing you want to hear is that, hey, what you've been doing is 100% wrong. You've been wasting your time. That's, that's not something you want to hear. What you want to hear is, okay, maybe there's a slight little tw- twig I can, twig, whatever fucking adjustment I can make to make what I've already been doing for years, you know, actually work for me. So, you know, unfortunately, yeah, some guys have been following, like, let's just say, uh, RSD, right? They've been following them for ages and not like the, not the old school RSD that was, you know, actually pretty decent. Or like the new school RSD and they're getting, you know, they've been going out for a year and they get no results. Like they don't want to hear that. Hey, you know, you know, like fucking meditation is great and it might help you a little bit. It's not going to get you late. Just like you can't fucking sit at home and meditate for two hours and the hot girl just pops on your cock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think meditation is great. I personally do it myself, but that's not going to, that's not going to get you late. No. So I think that's a part of it. I think another issue is that for some reason, men tie ego when it comes to women that they don't do with other things of their life. So for example, let's take fitness, right? Uh, a lot of dudes want to get jacked, but there's not as much of a ego type of thing. So guys are a lot less hesitant to talk to a personal trainer because in the end of the day, we're the personal trainers of pickup in a sense, like more or less you can say there's some differences, but in a sense. So, but guys, usually there's no qualms about, Hey, you know, yeah, I got a personal trainer cause I was really sucking at the gym. Like that's not socially stigmatized, mm-hmm. but saying that, Hey, I have social issues because of my upbringing. So I got a coach to teach me, you know, how to get better talking to girls. That's heavily stigmatized, right? Outside of our community. 
and something that most guys just have like an ego thing. Like a big thing I hear when I tell girls what I do, they'll say, um, really? And guys, like they'll be like, I totally respect that. But really there's people who actually need help with that. Mm. Like, yeah, actually 95% of the male population could use help with that on some level because most guys are not born fucking Prince Charming. So those are the two big things that I've noticed as well. Unfortunately, false information and a big, big ego. The guys who do the best in uh, from the guy that that coach who do the best are the guys who not, I prefer coaching guys who actually are new to pickup and don't actually have any bad information in their, um, in their conscious, right? Because mm -hmm. then I have to unwire that and then teach them new things. So I prefer that. And also the guys who have no ego around pickup, like the guys who are like, yeah, man, I actually kind of suck with this. So teach me what you know. I want to get results. Like those are guys that are going to have much more success than the guys who are like, well, actually, you know, I'm pretty good. I've been doing cold approach for three, four years. And blah, blah. I'm like, all right, so what are your results like? Well, you know, I'm a virgin. I'm like, all right, so you don't know. Yeah, so like we're, we're kind of starting below the curveball here. So, yeah, that would be like kind of my take on that. What do you think? Yeah, I think um, uh, it's it's a lot. I mean, I agree with what you said. And, yeah, the ego and pickup, that's, that's very big. I, my favorite one is when guys are on my fucking boot camp and they're like, well, London day game model says that you should blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, then go fucking take London day game boot camp. Why are you here right now? Then I don't give a fuck what they say over in London day game right now. Okay. So there's a lot of ego in there. It's, it's really funny, but, uh, I just had just even back to Miami, right? One of those, one of the students I had when I was there in December, uh, fucking super rich dude, right? Exactly what you're talking about. Rich dude. Um, very, very self-developed. He even like went and did like Wim Hof's fucking ice retreat in Poland. You know, I mean, just, just, and, and an awesome guy. I have respect for that dude. Wim Hof, that guy's a fucking badass. Dude, he's, su he's such a badass, man. Yeah, he's the shit. Yeah. And, uh, and so this dude, you know, he, I mean, even cool guy to talk to just one-on-one, -on -one. like, you know, he's an awesome dude to hang out with. And for him, a hundred percent, it was even what I said a little bit ago of, of the going through the motions. So yeah, there's definitely guys. There's, there's guys where, you know, we've even joked with them on the boot camp. Like, wait, why are you fucking here again, man? Cause he's just, they're jacked. They're successful. Yeah. They're fucking awesome, but they're really there. They're just like, they've got the money and they're like, I, I want to learn more, man. I just want to hang out. You know, I like the vids, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, essentially I think it still really does just come down to a lot of, of these guys that will just go through the motions. So they didn't go through the motions in their business. They did everything properly. Um, what you were saying there a minute ago about not getting proper coaching. I think that that's very, very important. Um, but it's like they're going in and, and their ego that they, not their ego, their self image that they've created almost because of their business, because of whatever it is that gives them social status. Right. They're really, say they're really popular in their friend circle. They've got all this going on, whatever. Well, that dude that runs this big corporation or whatever the fuck it is, it's highly respected by the board and all that shit. Dude, he doesn't want to have some fucking 21 year old thought, you know, yelling in his face and like, are you going to buy his drinks or what? Then get the fuck out of here. So, so even then it's that they're not doing what is actually required to get results because it's too vulnerable. It's literally, it's making you too vulnerable going up and again, everything that we've been talking about, having fucking sexual innuendo, proximity, physical touch, all of that, fucking making them laugh, go, go, go. They can't even get themselves to that level almost because they view themselves in such high stature in these other areas that they almost view it as like succumbing down to this. Like a guy of my stature should never, dude, I actually even, 
I fucking, I've talked about this a lot to my audience, but I'll, I'll just share it with, with you and your people. I even had just this dumbass, weird little period for like four months last year, like a year and a half ago now, where I got so obsessed with the idea of high status. I just got so obsessed with it. Like, yeah, I want to be like this high status fucking guy. And dude, I upped my wardrobe. I like stepped up my fashion massively and all this shit. And I was going out and I was trying to be more of this kind of like James Bond stoic, like I'm the fucking shit. I have high testosterone now. Like, you know, look at me. And what would happen is, so I was getting results. Like I, I was still hooking up with girls, but first of all, it slowed down a little bit. And not only did it slow down, but even more, what was detrimental for me was that the nights that I did not pull, I felt like all I did was I went out and fucking stood around all night. And then now I went home. And that was a massive epiphany for me because I was like, oh, that's what all these guys that aren't doing well feel like. They feel like they went out, they stood around all night and fucking nothing happened. Whereas even if I don't pull, when I'm being myself and I'm having a fucking shit ton of fun, I'm being ridiculous. These girls are like, how do you guys know each other? I'm like, we fucking met on Grinder. We used to be gay. We're straight now. Like, let's get out of here. Come on. Just being fucking crazy and fun. Well, even if I didn't pull, I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. That night, this was fucking awesome. Those girls were dying, dude. That was so funny. It was a good time. So a lot of these guys that are failing, it is going through the motions. They're not doing enough sets and they're not putting enough of themselves on the line. And that particular student, I'm going to even, I'm going to send him this clip and make sure he watches this. Once I got him to break out of his shell and get very sexual, I have this whole like one page manifesto. I like made the print fucking like eight, you know, size eight and tiny print and put it on one page. Everything that guys need to know to like get sexual with chicks. And I had him like busting out a bunch of these lines. Dude, he became a different human being. He was just saying ridiculous shit. Let's just, let's cut to the chase. What kind of porn do you watch? And these girls now, he's seeing, oh, when I get sexual, they're dying laughing. They're like, what the fuck? Oh my God, did you hear what he just said? And so that turned him into literally like a different person in that fucking weekend and gave him the realization that, oh shit, I've been like hiding from my sexuality. I've been not putting enough of myself on the line. And when I do this, it gets me, it gets me tangible fucking results. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not going to get friend zone if you are, if you put your sexuality out there, if you're like, yo, <laughs> I want to fuck the shit out of you. That's not the guy that gets friend zone. The guy that gets friend zone is the guy. Yeah. Yeah. We're friends. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pinky promise. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to go yeah, in on boot camps. I, I just, I have to go in on boot camp Sometimes I can, I can see, I can see when a guy's getting friend zone, you know, I'm like, Oh, my student's been in there for quite some time. I'm like, I better really like get in there and listen to what the fuck's happening. And I hear it. And it's like two fucking gay bet. Like, you know, it's like a yeah. chick talking to like your yeah. fucking gay best friend. And I go, I go, oh, so I go, what classes are you taking again? Oh, yeah. I love camp. And I'm like, Hey, what's up, bro. And, I, and I'll literally like in front of the girl, just cause it's funny. I'll be like, so what's going on between you two? You guys about to date or what? And he'll be like, and she'll be like, Oh no, I'm engaged actually. And I'm like, oh, okay, this was, so this was 20 minutes wasted. Let's fucking move along here. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. You said you had another question. Go ahead. No, so what I was going to ask you at this point, what, what percentage of results do you think come from day game and what percentage of night game? Like what's the split? And what do you prefer more? Oh, fuck. Well, I mean, right now, bro. Oof. Uh, I, yeah, I'll take the corona <laughs> thing. It's going to be like fucking, if you could do night game right now, then I'm going to be very impressed. Like, I <laughs> Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. Easy. So, so I personally, I, I, uh, I've been asked a question similar to this, which is like, 
if you could only do one for the rest of your life, what would you do? Like night game or day game, right? I love day game. Okay. I fucking love day game, but dude, like night game, night game for me is I'm super passionate about night game. Okay. And, uh, which a lot of people even hearing that maybe even some of these guys watching now, they're going to be like, well, that's crazy. Like you had thrive. Like you had so many day game infields, all that shit, dude, I fucking love day game. Like I can slay from day game if I choose to do so. But night game is just for me, it's, it's again, it's a lot more fun regardless of the result. And so to me, when my result that I'm chasing is the fun, then I'm going to get that every single goddamn time, no matter what from night game. And I'm also going to get fucking laid the more that I'm actually having fun and enjoying myself and just the overall social aspect and fun of it. Um, I, I do especially well, let's forget about Corona, even pre Corona, I've been doing a lot more night game in the last, I'd say, year or so. And a big part of that, too, is because, like, you know, you're running a fucking business, man. It's like, I don't want to do all this business shit from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. It's like, I'm working a lot during the day. You know how much back-end shit goes into all, all the things that we do, the coaching goals, the everything. So it's like, I just, yeah, I prefer night game, end of the day. Do you do online at all? Not at all, no. Except really? for Except when I go to Columbia. Yeah. Oh, dude, we, we, we got to get you a Tinder profile, man. You're, you're leaving, leaving possibilities on the table. You know what? I've heard, what's your thoughts on, uh, what's your thoughts on Hinge? On what? Hinge. Hinge? Uh, yeah. That's good. Okay. I've heard that that one is like really popping right now. Like I hear that that one's like, it's pretty good. I prefer Bumble and Hinge over Tinder. So the big three I use are Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. Well, first place for me is Bumble, then mm -hmm. Hinge, and Tinder is third I don't think Tinder is the best anymore. It used to be like four years ago. Yeah. Dude, I was early, early Tinder. Yeah, I was yeah. on that bitch like back when it was like when you matched, it was like, oh, you might really fuck that girl. It was like very likely when you match that like you're going to fuck this chick. Whereas like these days, it's like a match doesn't mean shit. I'm on it a little bit, man. Like I personally, I just don't enjoy doing it at all. So like during Corona, I fired it up a little bit, but I don't dedicate enough time to it to like have anything actually come to fruition. Um, yeah, I just dick around on it a little bit, mm. but I should go hard. I should, I should up my profile, join PWF fucking mastermind. And, and I, mean, I, think, I mean, yeah, those are, those are good decisions either way. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to, um, like, for example, if I had a, social circle with a bunch of models like if i was dan bozarian i wouldn't do online because i already have enough growth so it just comes down are you are you able to achieve your goals and have the lifestyle that you want for example if you can have the lifestyle that you want but you're spending 24 7 doing pickup then something is off like that used to be me when i was just doing cold approach in um 2013 2014 when i first started getting into it i was going out every single night almost every single day and i was getting late but my ROI on my time wasn't that efficient. You know, I was like, mm -hmm. I didn't have a job, wasn't going to the gym, you know, I just wasn't doing other hobbies and shit. Um, so I think it comes down to that, you know, ROI and then are you able to accomplish your other goals? And if you can do that without this or that, there's no like right or wrong answer. It's not like this one, it's a big part of it also depends on your personality. Like for me personally, I probably prefer day game more because I'm mm -hmm. more about like, like cracking jokes and being witty and like little things like that and kind of mildly trolling the girl. And yeah, you can do that at night, but like clubs aren't too much of my scene, right? But this mm -hmm. isn't, that's not to say the clubs are bad. It just kind of comes down to, I don't, one of my really good buddies, he's all about clubs because he's a dancer and he fucking has like a 
Italian accent. So that's, that's his shit. He doesn't like to talk to girls during the daytime or go to dive bars. So yeah, a lot of this just has to be based on your personality. There's no like universal, you have to either go to a club or you're going to jerk off tonight type of thing. Here's the, here's, here's the biggest thing I say to guys too, when it comes to like this about what you're going to do night game, day game online, what are you going to do? Right. Um, dude, if I was not, if I had no fucking girls in my life, right. And that's going to be some guys watching this right now. Like you don't have chicks in your life at all. Some of these, some of these guys watching, um, I would be on fucking every dating app there is. I would be out doing day game and I'd be out doing night game. Even fucking during Corona, I'd go walk the streets at night or something like, dude, I'm going to get fucking laid one way or another. Right. So to me, it's what you're saying, which is, yeah, get the lifestyle that you want. So guys will even say to me almost with shame again, cause I've done like so much day game infields and stuff. They'll be like, yeah, man, I've been like really crushing a night game and shit, but, uh, I haven't really been doing much day game. And I'm like, good. You don't fucking have to or <laughs> vice versa or vice versa. I need to really work on my night game, but I, I do really well through day game, you know, pretty, pretty consistently sleep with like a few new girls a month, whatever. I'm like, you happy with that? They're like, well, fuck yeah, I am whatever. Then you don't need to go out at night. Like yeah, yeah. just dude, if you're, if, if you're a male, okay. Which everyone watching this is except for the fucking, the reporters that are trying to get us. So if you're a male watching this, you, if you're a healthy male, you should have a sex drive. Okay. And so for you to decide as a male that like, I'm going to have a sex drive and never satisfy that except for like to porn by myself. That is you doing yourself a massive, massive disservice. It's you not self-loving. It's you not respecting yourself. So especially during Corona, if you don't have chicks in your life, you should be going hard as fuck it online. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I have uh, I remember there was this guy who was telling me, uh, you know, I, was, I hadn't talked to him in several months and I was like, Hey man, so what's been going on? He's like, Oh, you know, pretty good. You know, I got a few booty calls and he's like, but you know, like I met this promoter and like, I met them through night game and they weren't online. He's like looking at me like I was going to be pissed at him. Motherfucker. Like you're fucking these girls not online. I'm like, good. That's cool, man. That's good. It's all about, it's all about getting laid and having the lifestyle you want. It's not about how you met same, the girl. Same Only with you. Pick up nerds. Give a shit. Oh, that no. wasn't a real technical day game approach. That was more of an online easy number. Like, it doesn't count. Rats ass. Same with alcohol. I've been fucking sober for five years. Guys are like, yeah, when I go to do night game, um, I sometimes have a couple of drinks. And I'm like, good, you fucking should. Like, have some drinks while doing night game. Guys on boot camps are like, can I drink? I'm like, <laughs> I don't want you getting drunk, but for sure have a couple of drinks. It doesn't matter. Like, it's not the end of the world. You if don't I drink at all? Not at all. I haven't had a sip in five years in November. That's fascinating. Was there, was there a specific reason that made you go, like, sober? Dude, I wanted to, I just, I drank hardcore from like 16 forward, right? Like 16 to 25. I started, I grew up out in the country. That's what we did. We would drive around and get drunk in our cars. We had nowhere to go. So like we would just drive in these back roads and get wasted. And uh, I just drank forever. And then I, dude, I would even hear RSD Tyler back in the day. He would start talking about sobriety. I'd fast forward it. I'd be like, dude, I fucking don't care about your, you're like a weirdo that you don't drink. Like what the fuck? I don't want to hear this. And then what happened was me and my buddy, Jason, we just did a 30 day, no alcohol challenge. This was when I was 25. And, uh, and we did a 30 day, no alcohol challenge. And by the end of that 30 days, dude, it was like having that 30 days made me get through it. Right. Cause I used to try to quit alcohol. I'd be like, yeah, I want to quit. I need to stop. I drink too much. I party too much. I spend too much money. I'm fucking girls raw. Like I need to not be drinking alcohol. 
And then I was like, I can make it 30 days. So by the end of that 30 days, dude, my entire life just improved so much that I was like, I'm going to do 30 more days. That's it. Like I couldn't say goodbye to it. And I would just keep pushing back. I was like, my birthday is coming up. I'm getting fucking hammered. And then I would just never, ever drink again. I did it again for the one year mark. I was like one year and I'm going to get wasted again. And I just never drank again. Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can sort of, I, I drink, but it kind of sounds like the way I am with the paleo diet. Like I eat full 100% paleo and I started doing it like six, seven years ago, started feeling so much better, exactly what you're describing. And I just never went back. I don't, I never cheat on my diet. And it's like, could I? Sure. Would the world end? No, absolutely not. But it's like, I feel, I know I feel a lot better when I eat paleo. Like alcohol doesn't really seem, I was never that heavily into drinking. You know, people think, oh, Russian, you must be chugging vodka. But I was actually never super, I was more into weed growing up. So I wasn't like ever super into drinking. So I never really had that, you know, big ups and downs with drinking. Like, you know, as long as I have yeah. a few drinks, I'm going to be fine. But yeah, with like diet, absolutely. As soon as I switched over to paleo, stopped getting colds, just all around more energy, uh, less depression, like everything just got better, like all around universally. Yeah, so that's dope, that. man. So you never even, you never fuck around at all. Like you'll never have like a cheap meal, like pizza yeah. or anything like that. Dude, I haven't had pizza in seven years. Damn, that's good, man. I mean, fuck, your low body fat. Yeah. What, what percentage body fat are you? I'm like 6%. Mm, nice. That's what's up, man. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm probably uh, 26% or so. No, I'm playing. No, I'm, uh, I don't know what I'm at right now. Probably, I mean, if I had to guess, I would say you're 15, 15 or 16. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, I'm really fucking comfortable with my body now, but I'm just trying to lose my gut. I just still have a little bit of a belly that I'm trying to lose. Um, but like, I'm, I'm going hard. I'm not even concerned with it. It'll be gone by June hundred percent. So, um, and it is, it's, it's super fucking important. And guys, there, there, there's almost a religious debate that happens in all of these areas, right? I would never go to a club. I only fucking do online clubs are for losers, you know, looks don't matter, blah, 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 this like religious shit. And it's like, dude, it just, just do everything. Be a fucking winner at everything. And you're going to end up yielding the results that you want in your life. Like go hard at fitness, go hard at game, go hard at all this shit. Yeah. I mean, my theory is this is kind of how I look at it. Have your goals. So your goals are probably with, you know, to have a great sex life with a variety of girls and have a bunch of abundance with fitness. It's probably to be in amazing shape, look and feel good, right? Those are your goals. So try different approaches that can get you to that goal. So what can get you towards your goal of having great sex life? Day game, online game, social circle, night game. Try all those, see which ones you prefer the most, you enjoy doing. Like for me, if I, was, if I started going to clubs, like I used to when I was 22, 23, dude, I would fucking wear out in days. Like I just fucking hate clubs. But that's just my personality. Not to say that clubs suck, you know, it's just that I don't like them. So, you know, the, the things that I found that worked the best for me are a combination of online and just meeting girls that go about my day. So I'm always like, I see a hot girl when I'm walking my dog. I chat her up, get her number. I never really do like these day game sessions. I used to, but like now it's more of just like when I'm out and about, chat up all the hot girls I see, like my neighbors and shit, get their numbers between that and also some girls I meet through friends. So like between those three things, I have more than enough leads, right? Once, once, or, once a month, once every two, uh, twice a month, I'll go out with my buddies. You know, I'm not going out just to do pickup go now hang out with my buddies and you know, there I'll chat up girls as well. Right. But I wasn't always like that. You know, I used to, it's just because my efficiency got a lot better. It used to be that I would have to actually do, you know, these day game, night game sessions so that I could get enough leads. And yeah, nothing wrong with that. So it just kind of comes down to 
what do you want? You know, in terms of fitness, like you should try bodybuilding, you should try CrossFit, you should try a variety of things, and then just go with the one that you resonate with the most. So that's kind of always been my, uh, my theory on that. Yeah, I always tell guys, I always say, uh, especially when it comes to night game, I always say like, I've never been able to sleep with more girls by, by talking to so few, right? It's like, I used to go out and talk to fucking 30 girls and not pull. But then it's like, now I'll go out and it depends on the night. But, you know, a lot of the times I'll end up pulling the second or third girl I talk to. Sometimes it's, it's the first one. It doesn't mean that I, I pulled her right there in that fucking moment. But it's like, you hook longer. And guys always say, what do you recommend? What do you recommend? How many, how many approaches or how long should I be out? I always say like, you should be in set as long as you, the whole night. You should be in set the whole night. So what that means to me is it's like, just keep talking to girls regardless. And ideally when you're getting better, you're going to be hooking more and you're going to have girls that actually do want to talk to you. And so now you might spend a whole night just talking to fucking three separate girls versus 25 because you didn't even draw enough attraction or generate enough interest to even like have anybody want to keep talking to you. So for sure. I mean, yeah, if you start, if you start going heavily into pickup, you're most of the time, you're going to also get into fitness. You're going to fix your fashion. Uh, you're you're going to get a business because it's really hard to get good at pickup when you're working 10 hours a day for, you know, someone else who's riding your ass. Like you're most likely going to be more entrepreneurial. So there's all these side things that you're likely going to, you know, do, which also will help you, you know, paradox, whatever, will also help you meet more growth. So it becomes like a positive cycle. Yeah. hundred um, percent. The one, the one thing also I wanted to ask you was, um, what, what would be like someone, someone who's watching this, you know, like a lot of my audience, you know, for example, they're just, you know, they just haven't had that much success with cold approach. Uh, you know, they don't, what would be the best way they can get started? I mean, obviously check out your videos, read your articles, but you know, what's like on a macro level, what can they do right now? Well, not right now because fucking Corona, but yeah, in general, right. Uh, so I mean, starting out, so I mean, as far as like where you should start, you, you have to, I almost hate cliche answers, but they're cliche because it's the, just the fucking truth sometimes. So you have to take a lot of action. First off, you have to go out and you have to talk to a lot of girls. Not only that, but also you have to record your own audio infield. Okay. Provided that it's legal in your state, blah, 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 whatever. Record your own audio infield. It'll change your fucking life. So, oh so you yeah, think that's, that's really key as well. Oh, so key. Oh, so key, dude. When a guy, when a guy's like, yeah, I've been in for like three years, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, have you recorded your infield? They're like, no. I'm like, Ooh, there you go. Um, that has changed fucking people's lives time in and time out. I've, I've had guys that are literally like the turning point was when you told me to fucking go get the recorder and this and that, right? Because you don't even know how you sound, man. You do. Cause you make videos, but a lot of these guys, bro, they hear their like, do you, did you have that experience when you first heard your voice on a recorder and shit? You're like, oh, that's me. You're just fuck. Right. And so these Wait, guys. Is that me? I talk like this? No right. Way. I sound like a dork. Yeah. It's weird. It's, it, there's interesting science behind why that is too, because the, your vocal cords like actually vibrate through your head and it makes it like a more pleasant experience to, for your own voice. But then when you hear it through air, it's, it's interesting. But anyways, uh, so record your own audio infield so you can hear what the fuck you sound like when you are talking to these women whoa, do I talk that fast? Holy shit. Why do I keep having this, this, you know, oh, oh really? Oh, that's so cool. Oh yeah, no, totally. Like, why do I fucking sound gay? Why do I sound like I'm her fucking little best friend? Why do I sound, uh, why am I too quiet? Why can't I even hear myself, but I can hear her perfectly. So all of that 
And one of the biggest things most guys need to do is slow it down. First off, that's like one of my like go tos slow it the fuck down. Um, but listening to your audio infield, not only that, but then what that does is when you review it later, it now takes you out of the anxiety of being in the field and it allows you in a, in a, in a safe space in a calm place where you're just alone to review your sessions. You can do this for night game too. Um, and, and review your sessions and like hear what she said and then think, Oh fuck, I could have said blah, blah, blah. Oh, I was freezing up because of the anxiety, but I could have carried this conversation to that. Why didn't I close right there? And so you're able to actually review guys are not self-aware enough, dude. They're just out there fucking throwing shit at the wall. Nothing's working. And they're like, I can't figure it out. And when these guys get on my boot camp, I fucking tell them why they've like not had results. I find out in the first hour, sometimes the first few minutes, I can find out immediately. And so they either fucking take boot camps or get coaching or whatever you want to do, or get self-aware enough to where you, again, you're recording, you're thinking, you should be sitting there and thinking about how that night went, how that day went. What if I tried this? How about I break into different aspects of myself? Cause we're, we're all everything like you, bro. You have an introverted side to you where you just want to stay inside. Yeah, you have sure. a side to you where like you get around the right people, maybe you had a drink, whatever you're fucking loud. You're crazy. You're being ratchet. We all have these sides to ourselves. Yeah. And so what these guys aren't doing is they're not tapping into these other sides of themselves. They, they have a self story of, I'm just like an introverted kind of quiet guy. So yeah. I prefer day game or have you just never broke out of that shell and fucking bust it out. So think about this, be mindful and then try out a lot of different things. How do you, for a guy, cause one big issue I think a lot of guys have is they delude themselves. So a big thing would be like, well, you know, she's just a three day kind of girl. Like, no, I could have fucked her the first night. Like, mm. she's not a three-day kind of girl. Like, or like, oh, well, you know, uh, she doesn't like my type. No, pretty sure she was into you initially. You did this and this to turn her off. So how do you, because this is a big issue. It's just like guys delude themselves into thinking something outside of their control was the issue. And sometimes it is outside of your control. Like sometimes that girl's grandma just died that day. You open her and she doesn't want to talk to anybody. Yes, that absolutely happens. There's variables 100% outside your control. She might just be into big black guys and you're like a white hipster, you know, it's not going to work either. But how does, how does like a guy like fucking just kind of not let that happen basically? So not deluding himself into thinking yeah, like that like women are well. fucking right, right, right. So, uh, you know, you have to, this is what I always tell guys. I always say like, I will, if I decide to get married, which I'm fucking, dude, I kind of go back and forth on that. I mean, right now I'm like, I'm not going to get married unless it's like a polyamorous triad with like two bad bitches. Right. Um, but then sometimes I'm like, oh, I can see it for myself in the way, way future. Yeah. But anyway. I'm kind of the same way also. I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe down the line. I'm not hardcore, like anti, um, yeah. whatever. I probably wouldn't get married so much as I would just have one partner that I live with. Like, you know, cause I do have, you know, the, the whole marriage thing is kind of like, in terms of like, if you're making a lot of money, it can be, I mean, if you do the prenup, I guess it's fine. But um, yeah, I'm not against monogamy, like at all. Like I could definitely yeah. see myself doing that 10, 15 years from now. Absolutely. Yeah. How old are you right now? I'm same age as you. I'm 30. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I legit, I was just telling my buddy earlier, I was like, I'm going to get married when I'm 50, like 50 or older. Yeah. I swear yeah. to God, like I'm going to, I'm going to marry a fucking bad bitch, 28 year old chick when I'm like 50 or some shit for real. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, so basically, I mean, you gotta be a little red pilled, right? I mean, you gotta be a little red pilled and understand 
the the aspects of hypergamy, understand the ways of women. Uh, you ever listen to the Call Her Daddy podcast? The what podcast? Call Her Daddy. No. It's these two little thoughts in New York, and they're fucking, they're hilarious, bro. But it's actually a really good podcast for guys to listen to. They don't have an agenda. They're not really trying to teach anything. It's really just two really hot girls um, just, like, talking about dating, Instagram culture, online apps, like, and they really fucking shine a light on the fact that, like, girls are ratchet girls are uh like they want to fuck they want to get fucked it shows them talking in ways where it's like you know it just shows that these girls aren't these sweet beautiful little angels where if you're out at the club and you saw one of them you might think that of her right so getting a little red pilled and understanding that like in the same way that men can be devious and manipulative a lot of women are as well um but that shouldn't jade you into not liking women but at the end of the day you have to have experience with women. Okay. Like you and I, we've had so much experience with women that it's going to be very difficult for a woman to totally like catch us off guard with some crazy shit we've never experienced. Right. You've probably had fake pregnancy scares. You know, you've probably had this girl that lays down the law. I'm only going to keep fucking you. If you're dating, if you date me, you're like, sorry, babe. Like I ain't going to, believe it or not, I've never had a fake pregnancy scare. I, I don't, I think I honestly might be infertile because I don't know how at the, at the uh, quantity of girls I've gone through, I've never, especially out like my earlier years, bro. Like when I was in my mid twenties, I was pretty bad with condoms. Like we're talking like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to go raw. Like that was like my mindset quite often. Like I've gotten yeah. a lot better with that now, but like, yeah, when I was younger, dude, I was the worst with that. So how, it's just a miracle statistically that I have not had, you know, numerous babies by now, or at least a pregnancy scare. Yeah. I, had a, I had a girl tell me, I had a girl tell me that she fucking miscarried our child back in May. Like, oh, shit. yeah, yeah, it was crazy. You know, it was, it was very deep, but, uh, which was weird because I was, I mean, I'm, I'm on tests, which should make you like way less fertile while you're on the test. Are you, you know? doing HCG also? No, I did. I used to do it, but, um, with just traveling so much, it became such a hassle to make sure that I kept it cold. And then you look into the stories of what can happen if you do let bacteria form and it just scared me. So I, I, I don't fuck with it anymore. Um, but, uh, what was I fucking saying? Oh, all I was saying, all I'm saying is that the more experience you have with women, the less likely you are to get completely and utterly fucked over by women. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Think about these guys, you know, maybe like from your high school, from your college, like whatever the fuck, where like, dude, they end up in these terrible marriages because deep down they felt like this was the only girl they could get back when they were like 20, 21, they rushed into it. That girl's cheating on him when they're 25, 26, he's devastated. He loses half the house, all this kind of crazy shit. It's like, yeah. dude, I, I just know them so well inside and out now I know early signs. I, I can tell, oh, this girl going to be fun to have sex with. Way too dramatic. Talk shit about her friends as soon as we leave the club. Like, no, I'm not dealing with this. So, so you start to know what you want by tasting all the fucking flavors. So um, I don't remember what the question was. but no, just, that, that, that is very true. Yeah. If you know a woman really well, it's going to be hard for you to delude yourself into thinking, oh, she's just a three-date kind of girl. Uh, no, that's clearly no. She's the kind of girl that gets gang banged every Friday night. Here's what I'm going to say. Whoa, that's graphic, bro. (laughs) She's out there getting railed by them. Every Friday night. Just fucking destroy her. Poor Susie. 
Saturday and, night, though, she goes to church. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and fucking back to lifestyle, what you were saying, like whatever makes you happy, right? Dude, I've fucking hung out with girls three or four times that, that wouldn't have sex with me because I enjoyed the shit out of these girls. We'd maybe make out hardcore. She was really hot. We were having a good time. Like I, she made me laugh Like we had an awesome time. Then we end up fucking and like, whatever, dude, maybe I could have fucked her first date or whatever. Some other way more alpha dude could have whatever, but I will not put up with it even slightly if I don't enjoy the girl. So what a lot of these guys are ended up doing is like, they're not even having fun. They don't even want to be on these dates. It's anxiety, but they're like, I'm really putting in the work, man. Like I'm going to end up getting the lay. And it's like, dude, like, cool. You're going to get laid after you fucking have like five dates of like paying for this girl's dinner. And like, you don't even enjoy this person. I, I agree with you largely in theory, but you ever have a situation where the girl's just so hot that you go through the day and you're like, you fucking, this girl just starts, like, she looks like she might be okay at first. As the date goes on, she's so fucking annoying. You're like, holy shit. I kind of hate her as a person, but mm-hmm. she's so fucking hot. She's so much my type. that I'm just going to go with this until I bang her. Like, right after I bang her, I'm done, but I need to get laid because this girl is so my type. I'm yeah. definitely guilty of that once in a blue moon. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's ever gone four or five dates, but I think no, it's no, just no. because, yeah, no, no. oh, right, right, right. Yeah, definitely. Oh man, I had one and I, I kind of still even regret letting her go actually, to be honest, but I had this one that I was seeing for like about a year starting two Halloweens ago. We met two Halloweens ago and we had been hooking up till about this last Halloween and this girl, it was, it was crazy. Like she was just so fucking hot and the sex was so good. Uh, fucking it was a religious experience right and but I hated her as a person but I just kept putting up with it man like I fucking hated her I would literally be in such a dilemma she'd want to come over and I'm like I'm so horny but then like she's gonna want to fucking talk we're gonna have to watch this show she's gonna stay the night the morning fucking whatever and like and I just uh eventually this was actually the girl that ended up she was like I'm only gonna uh, that I had kind of like alluded to almost earlier. She's like, you know, I'm, I'm only going to keep fucking you if like, if we're actually dating and blah, blah, blah. And I just legit, like, I do not want to play that game where like, I'm officially, I'm officially boyfriend and girlfriend with you. And now I'm out cheating. Uh, you know, like, I just don't want to do that right now in my life. So I just told her, I said, listen, like, I just, I fucking care about you so much. I love hanging out with you, but like, I can't do this. Like, I can't, I can't date you officially. She's like, She's like, well, fuck you then, blah, 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 whatever. Hits me up the next day. I'm sorry, whatever. It went on for another couple months, same ultimatum, and then boom, gone, gone forever. Um, but now she's with some other fucking dude, and I'm pissed about it because I'm like, I want her back. I want that one again. But it's all good. You can find the full package too. It's like guys always think that like the hottest girls are going to be the bitchiest girls. It's not always the case. You will find hot-ass quality women that have great personalities, awesome values, like they're cool-ass chicks. Dude, one thing, one weird thing I noticed, I was telling my roommate this, is that, um, well, you don't do so much online, so this probably hasn't happened to you, but occasionally if you do a lot of online, you get what I call low-key catfish, where it's not like a totally different person, but it's her like 50 pounds ago. So like, you know, it's not a little bit off, and yeah, this doesn't happen often, this is not the norm, but if you go through enough volume, it is going to happen. And what me and my buddy were talking about is how the low-key catfishes, like, are the biggest fucking bitches also. Which makes no sense to me because if you're gonna catfish someone, you, the idea is that well, once he meets me, I'll win him over my personality. But if your personality is that bad, then like, how the fuck are you gonna win me over by being a giant bitch? Like, you already don't look like your pics, and you think you're gonna win me over by like fucking giving me shit? Like, 
that's a fucking ineffective strategy. So yeah, that's one thing I've noticed. Like some girls, another observation I have, it's very rare that you meet a girl who's like a nine or a 10 and she's like, she's like, check your, I mean, some do, but it's more rare. They're going to be like hardcore SJW feminists. That's a little bit more rare because these girls are already getting so much late. They have so much attention. They don't need the attention from being an SJW. So also a lot of those problems uh, solve themselves. Okay. Another issue is like guys will post and say, how do you, what do you do if a girl uh, doesn't shave her vagina? I'm like, where do you live? they will be like America. I'm like, all right, this never happens. This hasn't happened to me in the United States in like five years. Like mm -hmm. show me a picture of this girl who had a hairy vagina. And I'm like, oh, okay, this kind of explains everything. Like, uh, I'm surprised you were able to even find her vagina, truth be told. So, yeah, so, again, like, once you go hotter, there's some, some issues kind of resolve themselves in anything. Yeah, and typically what people are attracted to, right, women are going to be primarily attracted, like, what makes a man attractive is more masculine traits. What makes a woman more attractive is more feminine traits, right? And so these feminists, they always, always skew on the way more masculine side, right? And I'm talking the I'm talking the radical feminist, right? I'm talking the fucking man, the, the man hating feminist, right? Yeah. And so these hotter girls, they're more feminine and they love masculine energy. So they've grown up, like they've been around guys that talk disgusting, right? They've had big friend circles where the guy's talking about how he fucked Vanessa last night or whatever. And she associates, well, Corey's a really good guy and he talks like that. So this is how guys talk. Like they're just fucking in it, man. And they're not upset. They're not obsessed with you know, the way that a man might talk about a woman in the wrong way that, that, you know, belittles her and all of that kind of stuff. So I agree with 100%. you. 100%. Just to clarify for the two or three girls who are watching this, like, I think 99% of guys are on board with the classical tense of feminism. I'm like, I'm completely for a girl having equal pay. I'm for a girl, you know, having the same rights as men, like all that shit, like no guy or maybe 0.01% of guys are only, are like anti that. Like, we, lo we agree with all that. What we don't agree with is the fact that you should try to be someone that you're not. You should try to put on this masculine front. When you don't like that, the guy doesn't like that. No one's winning except the cause, but the cause is not even really winning either. So that's the kind of shit that, or man shaming, again, like that a man should be ashamed of himself just because he's a man. No, that's like fucking retarded. Like I'm not going to fucking check my privilege because I was born a man. Like that's, fuck you want me to do like cut my cock off and fucking feed to the dogs like the fuck you want me to do right so, yeah so just to clarify that for the uh three or four girls who are thinking about subscribing to my channel most of us are most of us are feminists like you said in the classical sense of the word which is just that, like women should be treated like people like yeah, yeah. fucking of course right um so, yeah so yeah uh so last question top three books i like asking this question Top three books, um, Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. Okay, yeah. Awaken the Giant Within. Um, the Ver mm, the Virgin Way. Four, yeah, The Virgin Way by Richard Branson. Very, very good book. Um, uh, even the, his autobiography, you mean? Um, so his, virginity or? So Losing My Virginity is his, is his autobiography. Yeah, um, all of his books are very similar, but I really like The Virgin Way. And then also he's got another one called Screw It, Let's Do It. Um, I, I really like those two as well. I like his autobiography a lot. Oh, dude. And, and also, too, for anyone listening, like these are technically business books, I guess, but not really. Like They're just very, very good. And, and the reason why I love anything he writes is because 
Whereas, you know, so many of us struggle with this kind of like paralysis by analysis where we're like, it's so hard to like take action forward. He's just like, yeah, dude, we had this idea. So we fucking ran with it. We were all he's start. A fascinating fucking human being. He's so, dude, he's the shit, man. He's really yeah, cool. Um, yeah. So um, that one, let me look at my pile over here. I've got a fucking shit ton of books. The Art of Seduction is, is absolutely fucking phenomenal, but I don't know if I'd put it in my top three. Uh, it's, it's a good one though. Um, the, uh, the power of ambition by Jim Rohn, the audiobook. I know Jim Rohn, but I've never, I've never read anything by him. So you got to listen to audiobook cause he's such a fascinating speaker, just the uh-huh. way he talks and he reads his own book. It's called the power of ambition. Uh, yeah. that's fucking, that's a really, really good one. That was really good. All right. A book I will name drop because it relates to what we've been talking about is atomic habits. Um, I forget who's by, but I read it about three weeks ago. And it's an amazing book for changing your habits. Like to give a personal example, um, I know meditation and theory is good, like you know, scientifically proven. But I would always like into these cycles where I would meditate, meditate, and then just, I'm like, ah, I don't need this shit. I'm already super chill. I take a week off, and I can never like meditate consistently, which I know what you need to do to see the benefits. And then when I started applying some of the simple tips he talks about in this book, you know, I've been going for like a month strong now. You know, just like not missing a single day meditation mm. not missing a single day of visualization you know it's just like all the things i'm not not missing a single day of reading like all the things that i feel like i should do throughout the day like just applying you know some of his tips and locking in the habits so definitely recommend that book for anyone who's like listening to this and thinking i wish i had the discipline to do that that book will kind of help you get there yeah that sounds awesome i'll check that one out too yeah it's a great one uh but yeah man thank you thank you for coming on i appreciate this I do want to say that one of the big things I respect about you is that you don't get involved in like the stupid fucking pickup drama that I see a lot of dudes, you know, going down that rabbit hole. Like you kind of just do your own thing. You keep it pretty real, you know? So I respect that, man. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. And, and also too, to that real quick, I just want to say, you know, I really think at the end of the day that I'm the greatest cold approach pickup coach in the entire world. And uh, as such, I just don't, whenever I see somebody that says otherwise, I, I can't even, I can't even process it. It's just like, it's almost like another language when I see like another coach coming after me or something like that. So I, I don't even like, I don't even bother with it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I've, I've loved this talk, man. We actually had a lot. This is our first time really talking. I think we we have a lot in common. Yeah, for sure. We've got to get props to Vishu for introducing us. I love that dude. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, bro. Thanks for coming on. Dope. Hell yeah, bro. Thank you.